0: You show up today to save every one of us. You have saved us. And way we, what we let go of today is a day of salvation. It's a day of jubilee. So, Lord, we celebrate what you have done. And, Lord, we thank you for everything you've taken away on the cross. And, the Lord, that you're going to shine your light to any hidden things we're going to discover today, anything that we're holding on to, that you've already taken away. So we thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to see if this thing works, if it's got a battery or not. If not, I'm going to have to. Oh, oh! oh. <laughs> Another little hallelujah. <laughs> I don't want to. That's how we started the year this year. We had a little girl. That little girl came up to me, and God gave some prophetic words about this house. And He said, This is the year you're going to know I'm faithful. So you're going to see God answer the cries of your heart. You're going to see him turn things. You're going to experience suddenlies because it's his faithfulness. It's not our faithfulness to pray. It's not our faithfulness in intercession. It's not our faithfulness how much we read our Bible. It's not our faithfulness and how wonderful our words are. We are not martyrs here. We're not martyrs to suffering. We are people that are surrendered to the suffering of the Christ, the passion of the Christ. He's done it all. So we're even going to surrender our suffering. There's things that make us suffer. And so he's even going to expose those things today. So I had a little girl come to me at the beginning of the year because the beginning of the year sets the tone of the year, what God's doing. And there's a mighty move of God among the youth and above college students, above the younger generations. There's a mighty move of God. And that's in this house too. That's in these youth, too, that people have come alongside them and believed in them and prophesied over them and prayed for them and ignited them and activated Christ in them and activated their gifts in them, and they're full of life. And they're on this journey of life, just like what we heard, the prophetic word we heard. It's not when we're waiting for God to do something. This is a journey of life. He's doing it every day. He's doing it. He's, he's perfecting us. We're just yielding. We're just saying yes. And so this little girl, at the beginning of the year, I had about a half an hour with her, and, and it was about being bullied. And it was about a fractured relationship. And I, was, it's a, I don't want to tell the story, but it was, it was cruel. My heart went out for her. My heart went out for her feelings. But because Christ will never leave you stuck in your wound or in your feelings, he will never leave you in your suffering. There has to be something in you that says, yes to God, I don't want this. And that's what she said to me. They hated her. She said, I don't want to hate them. That's, a letting, that's, that's like saying, I let go. I don't want to. In her DNA, a desire, a want to. Only God can put that in you. And she partnered with that. I don't want to hate them. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be angry. A little girl, she hasn't read 400 books. She hasn't listened to 400 sermons. It's just in her DNA, connecting with God in her, God with her, and God for her. I don't want to. So I hope today there's something every one of us will hear today in ourselves. I don't want that. I don't want it. I will let go. I have a willing spirit. God, heal our spirits. So our spirits are willing. Because lots of times our mouth can say the right thing, but our heart has a room in there, a door that says, don't go there. I'm not letting go of that. I'm not letting go of that thing. Because that... That really hurt. I'm not letting go of that because I'm right. So let God have every chamber of your heart today. And so at the beginning of the year, I said, at the very end of it, because we honour our feelings, but we don't honour feelings that are going to take you out and destroy you. We don't leave people there, but we honour their feelings. I said, how did that make you feel? And she said, so. I said, I would be very sad too if my friends treated me like that. And so we talked about the cross and we gave it to Jesus because he took that away on the cross. She discovered she could give that to Jesus. That he shed his blood for that. He crucified sadness. It's not your portion. Here's a portion. I said, oh, he's giving you a gift and it's in your hand because he's already put it in your heart. So I said, look at your hand. And ask Jesus what he put in your hand. So she took a little while, and I was getting a little nervous, but I knew that she would hear God. <laughs> and she said, oh, happiness. That's called the divine exchange of the cross. It's nailed to the cross, and now she's going to walk in resurrection life of happiness. It's a state of union. Do you know the kingdom, the word D-O-M, dominion, means state, D-O-M means state of being. She walked away with a state of being that was happy, content, happy with herself, happy with her God. She walked away a changed person. Does that mean life's not going to have any more bullies? No, she's going to be equipped to know what to do with that. She's going to know, and I said, I said to her, her daddy, I said, Daddy, Don't tell her she has a bad heart if she says, I hate somebody. Pick her up, love her, engage her, ask her her feelings, and just simply say, can we give that to Jesus? Because he's got a gift for you. You know what the gift is? Jesus is the gift for every one of us here today. He's the answer to whatever you're in. And it's just, that was an encounter. That was an experience. She experienced Jesus. She didn't read a scripture and say, yes, I believe that. Put it on her fridge and walk around declaring it all day long. You know what? You're still going to be bullied and it won't help you. He's changing you from the inside out. He lives in your house. He's not the God that comes to you to save you. He's the God that lives in you. In the wilderness, God showed up again and again and again and again. I've come to save you. I've come to save you. I've come to save you. But we don't really want you as Father. We just want you to save us. Please just, please just save me. Please just save me. But the little girl needed to know a daddy who really loved her. And a savior who was inside her, saving her in that moment. Because she wasn't born to be subject to cru- cr- cruel people. She wasn't born for that. She was born to be loved. So this is our day to find out that we are born to be loved. And so, I don't want to was her language. And I was like, oh, that's so strong. It's so powerful. I don't want this. And so she got, and that was her, now she has a testimony. And I tell her testimony everywhere. Sadness is not your portion. Whatever you brought in today, and it's weighing you down, and it's distracting you, and it's wounding your heart. And it's so that you can't live a resurrected life. Jesus wants you to give that to him today. Because he wants you to live a resurrected life. He wants you to be alive, to enjoy life, to enjoy the people that you're with. To be fully loved. To like yourself where other people haven't liked you. To belong where you've never felt that you belonged. To fit because you fit. My arm fits my shoulder. I'm not saying I don't have to fit. No, my arm better fit my shoulder or I, I have a problem every joint supplies. When I come together with other people in the body of Christ, there's this flow. I, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I am the pastor of prayer and care, but we all are. And so we all care for each other. And so when we lean into each other, we're giving life to each other. We're not just giving words, we're giving word and spirit because we are spirit. The word will never make you alive. It's the letter of the law in the Old Testament. You will kill everybody. I've got the word. Yes, you do. And is, is there life being birthed in that person with your word? There'll be a moment of glory. But it was called fading glory. There's no fading glory in a New Testament person that's been born again. The old's passed away. You're a new creation. There is no such thing as fading glory. You are glorious in his eyes. He's adorned you with his glory. That's where there's no shame. Because I know who I am. I'm not fighting shame. So you're not fighting these things. He's already won. It's finished. You're just discovering, wait a minute. I was believing that. I was carrying that. I was allowing that thing to destroy me. Holy smokes, go away. It's as simple as that. Do you know that? Go away. Go away. Don't trade your glory for shame. I think it's Psalm 4. I'm not quite sure. But don't trade. Don't make a trade. You are his glorious children. So don't let what's weighing you down destroy you. And so today we're going to hear some testimonies from the youth because the youth are taking a stand. They're taking a stand and they're, and they're like, okay, this does not define me. Like they went on, they went to Brazil and they went to catch the fire in Toronto. And whatever they took with them, they knew that they knew that they knew Where I am in my life and what has happened to me does not define me or my story. And so there's people that come alongside them and they're history changers. In other words, you get alongside a history changer, if you're holding on to rejection, they're gonna bring you into full acceptance. They're gonna change that history so that as you walk forward, you're gonna be history maker. That everywhere you go, nobody's gonna die in rejection or abandonment. They're not going to, they can't. Because you're fully accepted in the beloved. You're not fighting rejection. You're not fighting abandonment. You're not trying to fit in. You're not fighting to belong. You belong. You fit. The body of Christ flows. It's a dance. Start dancing with your brothers and sisters. Start giving. It's like, I don't just come here to give life. I, I have people that sing my song over me when they come and pray with me. I'm like, oh, this person's tapped into God because the very song that God's singing over me, they're singing over me. I have friends, I've, I've been going through an issue with a family issue, very painful. I know people, that, there's people in here that are going through really painful things. I had friends come alongside and pray with me and pray for me because God told me not to pray about it. That means I needed to listen to my friends. So I did. And they had visions or they had impressions or knowing, but they saw. And they saw this family member turn and look to home, look to God, and remember God. And one of them called that family member home in that moment. And the next day, that person came home. That's what happens when you pray together. We're not praying for God to do something, we're praying to hear, we're praying to see. We're praying to see the vision. We're praying to see what God's doing. He's the word. You're the voice. If you have no voice in what you're seeing or what you're hearing, it'll be really hard for you to receive the answer or see the answer because he needs your voice. And there is a sound of freedom. Maybe you watched that movie. The youth know this. They're unapologetically who they are. They're not here to be anything for anyone. They're bold to be who they are. They're they're bold just to come with their stuff and then announce, hey, I let go of this. I let go of that. Wow, did they condemn themselves? No, because they're surrounded by community that won't let them. Uh, No, there's no condemnation. Yeah, that was there, but... Oh, yep, we're nailing that to the cross. He shed his blood for that. Thank you, Jesus. And you made space for him. And you gave that. You poured that out. and He poured his blood out at the cross, but you poured that out. And so he says, now I can feel you. Oh, I can feel you. You just made room. You just, you just let go. And so that's the emptying. And so I have a testimony here of Kit. She's not here right now. And it's a testimony of a really good father. I love Kit. Sometimes God brings people into your life that totally change your heart. They radically change what you think. They radically change your doctrine. They radically change your beliefs. They radically get you to pour out the lies that you believe to make space for the love of daddy. And this is Kit. And, um... She knows a really good father. And so if you know anybody that's been through really hard stuff, I'm telling you, this is the generation that will let go of it. They won't point back to their parents and blame them and make them scapegoats. They won't point back to the people that terrorized them or hurt them. I'm telling you, there's abominations on the earth that have happened to young people. But I'm telling you, I've never seen a group of people more free because they will not carry the offense. They will not they will not and they will not ask people to come into their offense and be offended with them they will not do that they are so free they know that that's death i was at a i was at a friend's um mother's and she's in the room of the i guess it's called the death room in the hospital but anyway she was family room that's what's a better word and she was passing away and she was in a coma so we came in and everybody was there the children and the grandchildren and then so um She woke up out of her coma and she said, What are you doing? You all waiting for me to die or something? (laughs) And we were we were all like, Yeah, we were. (laughs) And it was so funny. But you know what happened in that moment? This is how good God is. In that moment, a sister, a sister of hers, they never talked in ten years. They got to talk. Because she was gonna die with that offense. And her sister was going to die with that offense and that judgment and that bitterness because that's the path it had taken. And they talked and they forgave each other and they cried and they wept. And the grandchildren, this is who it impacted the most. If you don't think what you're doing or what you're saying about everybody doesn't impact your children or your grandchildren, it does. If they see Jesus, they want it. And if they don't say Jesus, they're like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. So they were standing there and they watched this and I said, God, you're so good, you won't let someone go to their grave with offense and judgment and bitterness. You will heal it so that's not a generational inheritance. So a family can hold all those things. So that might be the letting go. Don't be right. Forget it. But you're 100% right. Forget it. It's the tree of knowledge of right and wrong, good and evil. Eve, Eve was deceived. She was blind. Eat from the tree of life today. That will be healed, whether it's just you saying, here I am. I don't know what that looks like. It doesn't mean every relationship gets healed, but it means your heart does, right? And so, no weapon formed against you or your family shall prosper. This is the family's business. The family's business for God is he is family. He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is not ministry first. He's not your gifting first. He's not what you do. He's not what you believe. He's Father first, always. And he's family first, always. Those things are more important to him than anything you can do for him. So I bless you with the family of God, because when the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit live in you and through you, it will heal your family. And when, (laughs) the word we had today, I'm waiting for it. Just keep walking and keep loving and keep giving and keep believing. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's an adventure it had God has done great things Oh, my family if your family's broken too late God has done great things that's too late he has done great things thank you Lord it's finished it's done thank you Lord so this is Kyla and uh, is this the second this this is the what yeah but is this the second uh, that's okay yeah, okay, so we're going to listen to Kit. I don't know if the actual video is going to be there or just the sound, but she went to Brazil, and last week we heard lots of testimonies about miracles, signs, and wonders, and sometimes the miracle, sign, and wonders about the heart because what we let go of is a miracle because we get the promise, we get Jesus, we get the fullness. So this is Kit
1: sharing, and, and just listen. <laughs> of my past experiences with controlling individuals who manipulated me and stifled all of my movements Um, and these experiences left me really wary of any form of control Um, even from my god like I didn't want any kind of control um, over me I wanted the control (laughs) Um, having been raised by somebody who constantly exerted their control over my life, and being in a relationship uh, where I was controlled by my partner for five years, the idea of surrendering myself to God and potentially being controlled by him felt really overwhelming and scary. Um, I desired freedom and not another source of control. Um, Sorry, I'm reading my notes. I got distracted. Unlike the Pharisees we read about in uh, John 8, 1-11, uh, through 11, the idea of living within the confines of do's and don'ts uh, was suffocating for me, and it made it difficult for me to connect with people who seemed to find um, peace in those rules and regulations and rigid relationship structures. Um, But a couple years ago, during a prayer session with um, the lovely Marg, um, her words kind of uh, pierced my heart a little bit in a good way. Um, As I was um, talking about some of the stuff I was struggling with and just having a really hard time in my life, um, she gently said um, by judging those who are stuck in rules laws and judgment I am no different from them because I am judging them for judging my lack of rules and regulations Um, and I'm judging them for their rules and regulations so we're the same (laughs) Um, and it just totally reset all of my preconceived notions and challenged me to reevaluate my own attitudes and my own actions towards um these people um in that moment i sort of realized that my animosity toward others who embraced the rules and laws and restrictions of religion um, was keeping me from experiencing the fullness of christ's love and grace Um, I understood that true freedom lies not in the adherence to rules and laws and regulation, but in surrendering all that you are and all that you have been and all that you will be to his love and embracing selflessness. Um, As I'm sure you know, we recently went to Brazil um, and I had an experience that sort of deepened my understanding of this concept. Um, I found myself in the company. Of somebody who is kind of my polar opposite. Um, Their every word and every action (sighs) was... uh, it just really bothered me. Um, Like irritated me to no end. Like resentment and irritation started to like brew within me like a like a really gross cup of coffee. Um, And after a few days, it just sort of was getting worse and worse um, until the point where The sound of them breathing was enough for me to feel irritated. I don't know if any of you have ever felt that about somebody but um, You know when they're sitting near you and you can hear them breathing and it's like the sound of a thousand knives piercing your (laughs) eardrums That's how I felt um and uh, Anyway During intercession that night, um, I was convicted to sort of turn to prayer, like, yeah, um, spending hours actually um, seeking to release this animosity and um, irritation I felt. And as I sat there on my knees on the floor with my face on the ground um, praying, um, trying to give up this animosity and um, judgment for her for her selfishness um i was pouring out my heart to god and a few verses popped into my head um colossians 3 12 to 14 and corinthians 1 8 so colossians reminded me to clothe myself with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience and to forgive others as the lord forgave me Um, that love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues and that love becomes the mark of true maturity. Corinthians reassured me of God's faithfulness and his empowering grace to love even those who challenge us. Um, So through this power of prayer and surrender, the Holy Spirit sort of began to transform my own heart. And I kind of experienced this profound shift um, from Uh, resentment to forgiveness and like animosity to just like kindness and grace. Um, It was in this like sacred space of prayer in this weird banquet room on the floor where I was like rocking back and forth and praying um, that I sort of um, was drawn closer to the Father um, realizing that He had known the burdens in my heart all along, um, waiting for me to turn to him, give him my yes and ask for his help. Um, And what I mean by that is like, one of, another thing Mark has said that has just uh, really stuck in my heart is that he is a gentleman. Um, He won't do anything without your yes. Um, So you could be asking for help, but your heart might say no. your mouth be saying you might your, your mouth might be saying i want help i don't want to feel like this anymore but your heart might still be agreeing with um those feelings or those lies um and so during this journey i have come to sort of Understand that the transformation and unity are all found in surrendering our own pride and judgment and resentment and animosity and, like, constantly giving up our humanly fleshy emotions um, to him. Because he took everything for us. He made the ultimate ultimate sacrifice. And all he wants is for his children to come to him so that he can help them like a parent would want like to help their kiddo um who is feeling really sad um you know any of you who have kids when your kids come to you and they're crying you just want to scoop them up and hug them and make them feel all better that's all he wants to do um So in surrendering all of those things constantly to him, anytime you're feeling them, if you immediately turn yourself and surrender them, um, we start to grow closer in relationship. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, As we extend our grace, or sorry, as we extend just grace and let go of animosity um, and ask for God's help, we draw closer to the Father and and experience the transformation within us. Um, So I just basically wanted to share this as a reminder um, to all of us that we are called to break free from the chains of animosity judgment rigidity and selfishness um, may we seek guidance of the Holy Spirit open our hearts to selflessness and extend love and forgiveness even to those who challenge us flow alongside the Holy Spirit and in doing so we will witness the beauty of transformation unity and the overwhelming love of our Heavenly Father um, yeah I um, bless you all to um, feel a prompting in your heart um, to give up anything that you've been, um, holding in your heart, any kind of, um, lies or feelings that you've been treasuring. I just, um, I just urge you to be open enough to feel his prompting to, um, let it go and give it up, um, so that he can replace it with something so much better. Um, thank you for listening to me for the last, uh, 10 minutes. Um. Love and appreciate you all. Um, blessings. <laughs> Bye.
0: Wow. She's had such a transformation in her life. My goodness. My goodness. Thank you, Kit. That was, a, that was amazing. And, and letting go. Letting go is so important. I get the next one I don't know if this is working or not thank you thanks Danielle okay she she understood um, actually I want to go back one more please I think there should be no Uh, okay go down to that one okay we'll go back up one (laughs) you're doing a great job I'm not (laughs) okay she understood she had a revelation See when you encounter God, she's in this massive anointing, presence of God, where everybody's in agreement. They've all got a yes, they're all hungry, they're all desperate for change, they're all desperate for God to move in their hearts. And he just they want to give God things, they want to let go of things and they want they just want Him. Can you imagine being with a few thousand people that all they want is Him? So it's going to be different for every person. She said she understood. She had a revelation. She had an encounter. She had an experience. True freedom is not in the appearance of rules and regulations, but it's in surrendering all that you are, all that you've been, and all that you will be to His love, embracing selflessness. Isn't that powerful? That is so powerful. See, selflessness, there's no who's right or who's wrong. Um, We're just living for each other. And so, okay, I'll take the next one, please. These are the things that she talked about letting go of and giving up, it's surrender. Surrender. It's just like, and so God brings those things to the light. Sometimes they're hidden. He brings the hidden things of our heart. Our mouth can say yes, but there's places in our heart that say no and hides those things. There's closed rooms, animosity, resentment, sadness, irritation, rigidity, fear of control. That's a really big one. Fleshly emotions or feelings, I would say too. Pride, judgment, and selflessness. You are not a bad person when these things come to the light. It's wonderful it's beautiful that means how much god loves you and how much he cares about your heart and that he died for those things and so there's there's no condemnation whatever you find yourself in today or even tomorrow even if you get a revelation of letting go of these things but then the testing comes for the sake of the word because he's going to give you a gift that's opposite of those things and it's him it'll be His. You're called by his name, and his name's above every name. So his name's above every one of those names. He'll give you his character, nature, way, power, and authority. But you will be tested. And it doesn't mean it's pass or fail. It means you're growing. Whoa! and it'll become less and less and less until one day it is no more. That's the miracle of God in you. We can't say we did it. We can't, we can't say we did it. We had, he did it all, right? And so... Um, I'm just going go to go the, to the next... I think I'm just going to... So, we're going to invite somebody up in a minute, but I, w- I just want to pray Kyla's prayer because she's taught herself how to pray. She had no prayer language. She didn't know how to ask it God for things. She didn't know how to give God things. But the first place that she came to, she was taught to forgive. No matter what, how angry you are, no matter how much a person hates somebody, no matter how there's been abominations in your life or there's been things that are just, you can't even tell about them. Go watch The Sound of Freedom. There's lots of people with stories like that. And they live in freedom. They're a sound of life in the body of Christ, let me tell you. I know somebody that went to a foreign country who had been sexually abused and tortured for years by her father. She went to another country. The very first person that she spoke over was A woman, and she had no word, like God wasn't saying anything, nothing. She didn't know what to pray. I'm not hearing God. So she said, God, everything that you've done in my heart because of what's happened to me, I give her a double portion. Later, she went up to the pastor and said, I had absolutely no word for her, but this was my word, everything that God's done for me. And the pastor said, oh, they took her, and she was in a rebel's camp. And she was the woman for the whole camp for 10 years. That was her first prayer in a foreign country because she had the sound of freedom in life. She didn't have the sound of unforgiveness or judgment or bitterness. Only God can do that. You can't be a martyr, you can't pretend. (laughs) It's not going to work. But that's how God will do anything for anyone, no matter how you've been abused or wounded. And so let's pray. Let's just say yes to God. Here here we are. We open our hearts wide because we want our hearts and our mouths to be in agreement with heaven. We want to partner with your heart. We want all your hearts. So here's Kyla's prayer. Holy Spirit, we seek your guidance. We open wide our hearts to selflessness. And we extend love and forgiveness to those who challenge us. We flow alongside you, Holy Spirit, and in doing so, we will witness the beauty of transformation, unity, and the overwhelming love of our Heavenly Father. Father, bless us all to feel a prompting in our hearts, to give up anything in our hearts, to let go of anything we've been holding onto in our hearts, and let go of lies or feelings that we have been treasuring. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You urge us to be open enough to feel your prompting and let it go so can you go back to the last slide if there's anything that god wants you to let go it might not be on there this is just her testimony just close your eyes and ask god holy spirit is there anything you want me to let go and then ask god you're the answer what's the answer i want you Thank you, Father, for every good and perfect gift. You're the Father of lights. Thank you, you've shone your light into our hearts because you wanna give us more of you. Thank you. So I'm gonna invite the next person out with a testimony of her trip. See how much the youth can impart and give and show us the way where sometimes too many decades in the church we get stuck. And You know, I always like to say to people, what'd you do with your first offence? And it might be someone sat in your chair, or they moved your chair. Like, seriously, if you don't let go of that, 30 years later, you're going to be talking about, they moved my chair. How dare they? I sit there. That person's really hard to help. Because they've had decades of keeping their hearts small. The little things that really bother you about other people and challenging you, they will happen again and again and again and again and again Mm -hmm. until your heart gets so hard you won't open it to God. But if you're challenged in your heart by what other people are doing or not doing, like Kit said, and say, God, I, I just bless them. I just bless them. I forgive them and I release them to you. Your heart's free. Because it's not what other people do or don't do. It's what we give. He gave us love and we give it away. So I bless you. And I welcome Sophia up. And Sovi- Sophia is going to share, share where she went and how God impacted her. And uh, this is another wild woman of God. And uh, she's, a, she's a dancer and there's been prophetic words over her that she would break open this church with the anointing of a dance that God's put on her.
2: Thank you, Mark. Um, I went to Toronto to Catch the Fire School of Ministry for five months. Um, yeah, and I'm just going to share a little bit of my test. It does get better. The beginning's rough, so hold on, everyone. Um, I was, for the first two weeks, I was, um, I was, like, super excited to be there. I was, like, high expectations. None of them were met. Um, I had a lot of expectations about uh, people I was like i 'm going to because I had a lot of words I'm like you 're going to find your people you 're going to be connected with people groups uh, you 're going to yeah you 're just going to be accepted and loved. That was the case They were very lovely, but i didn 't get that deep connection that I so long for, which is really only filled by god um, i didn 't get that until two weeks in um and there and then i suddenly clicked i'm like i should spend time with with god that'd be really good so uh, but i was so depressed it was literally my last um turning point i was like this is all i got i i have no prayers i have no anything i'm just going to spend some time just sitting and being like god help because it was so bad i was crying on the floor for like 30 minutes, and then I just, like, opened my Bible. I didn't even read anything. I just, and I put some worship music, and then, like, two minutes, and then he just met me. It was like this wave tsunami of love. It was, I just, like, laid on the floor for, like, three hours. I was so in love by that point. It, like, he set my heart on fire. It was beautiful. Um, But, yeah, that was the intro so it's it's good at this point. We're getting better, <laughs> but it was a re- It was the highs were really good because he would meet me time and again. I would ask him. I would simply ask him because if he if I didn't ask him, he wouldn't come to me. He's he's a yeah, like she said, she's he's a gentleman, and I would ask. I'd be like. Because sometimes I'd be nervous. Sometimes he'd ask me to come to the front of the of the entire church and just worship him. And I'd be like, oh, to the front? So I'd stand, like, right over there. And I'm like, this is the front. Like, it's technically considered the front. And then he'd be like, no, right there. Like, right, like, the, the band's right here. And then me right there. And then he's like, I'll meet you. And I'm like, you better meet me, because otherwise I'm just standing there. <laughs> Um, so and he would and he would just show me these wonderful pictures of him just like holding me or just being around me or just he wouldn't talk he wouldn't he would rarely talk and I didn't need him to talk I just needed him to be with me and that was the most beautiful part but we were having a Holy Spirit week what a wonderful week Holy Spirit was all about the Holy Spirit and I wasn't I didn't know this but I wasn't super connected with the Holy Spirit. I was really connected with the Father. I was connected with Jesus. But Holy Spirit, I was like, yeah, he's kind of part of it, you know. Um, He's all around, you know. But we were having this thing, and they were like, come up to the front if you would like to meet the Holy Spirit, just like he has gifts for you up here. So I came up to the front. And I had this, oh, sorry getting ahead of myself. They were talking about how he was a resting place. Like, he, we were his resting place. That he would come and, and if we weren't, if we were troubled or if we didn't rejected him, he would go off and like he wouldn't rest on us. So we, that he, we had to be very gentle with him. Like, God and Jesus were very gentle with the Holy Spirit. They protect him. Like, we were talking about that if you offend God, you'll be forgiven. If you offend uh, Jesus, you'll be forgiven. But if you, like, Um, There's a specific word, it's not offend, but if you... It's like offense. If you offend the Holy Spirit... Yeah, grieve the Holy Spirit, you will not be forgiven, because he's very sensitive. And it was just so beautiful, that revelation. But I had this picture, I was just laying on the floor, of him being so tired and so weary, and he came and he rested on me, and he's like, I've been traveling for so long, I've been searching for so long for like a resting place in you, and you finally have been available for me to be a resting place and I just like obviously you cry I'm about to cry now, but it's just it was so beautiful, and time and time again, he would come and meet me in this in these beautiful ways, in worship, in an, um yeah, just in pictures and prophetic words um yeah he really taught me the significance of love that he loved me and and that was like all that I needed. I didn't need anything else and but the things I were holding on to he stripped away and I don't know if you've been through that before, but I hadn't and everything that you hold on to, all your insecurities, all your like hate and all your depression all everything all the people like all the attention that you get from people all like everything was stripped away and that is incredibly hard. It was hard for me because I've never done it before and then Jesus, just like, this is all I need. Your, my love for you is all that you need. Because I'd gone through my entire life being like, people would be like, oh, he loves you. And I was like, okay, what else? What else is there? Can I have something else? I was hungry but not in the right spot. I was searching for him but it was it was like he loves me okay I need something else I need something more but in this school it taught me that that's all that I need that's everything thank god um, but yeah it was he just yeah he was so gracious to me cuz I would keep running away to like other things but he would keep calling me back because I would be starving for I would be like talking with somebody, I'd be like trying to get something from them, but I would be starving, I'd be like, I can't get anything from them, so I wouldn't talk to them, so I wouldn't talk to anyone, but I would go to God and He would fill me, and then I could go talk to people, and then I could go like, oh yes, how was your day? Da-da-da. It was just, yeah, He was my everything, but now He is my everything, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, that was, um, I think that might be all I have to say.